I think I fell in love at the Jersey Shore, and it's safe to say I did not learn any lessons from my last Jersey Shore episode, so buckle up, people. Welcome back to Voice Memos, everyone, and if you're my parents, family, or any of their friends, this episode is really not for you. We're jumping right into it here. So I was just on the shore for a three-day weekend, and I had the best time. It wouldn't be a weekend without controversial men, though, and bumps in the road to unpack. So here we go, because there will be new tea every couple minutes here. To set the scene here, I went down on Thursday with three of my friends. We got a nice dinner in Belmar on the water, and then we all went out after. It was shots nights at Leggett, so we went there. That was a doozy, but I met up with my girlfriends a year older, hung with them for a bit, and it was a fun and successful night, nice and unproblematic. Moving on to Friday, went out around 6.30 to Parker House, and I hear a lot of stories about people meeting their significant others at Parker House. Like, there are so many Ramsey couples and family friends who have literally met there down the shore and gotten married. This was only my second time there, but we went downstairs, and I'm doing a lap around to see who I know and the vibe when I make eye contact with this really hot man. I go back to my friends, but we keep making eye contact a couple more times. Then I go up to the bar by myself to get a drink, and he approaches me. You know, perfect situation here. I don't even remember what he said, but first thing out of my mouth is, I like your eyes. Like, they look really light right now. <laughs> because it was it was basically golden hour. The sun was setting through the windows. He looks really good. Classic. No filter. Just opening with that. But, hey, it was a nice compliment. And then we just started hitting it off. Talked for a long time. My friends are around me. They are eating this up because I was just telling them beforehand how people said they met their husbands here. And they can just see we're both vibing with each other. It's going well. And now this man and I haven't left each other's side like the entire time so far. He's 27, lives in the city. He's from Connecticut, I think he said. But he came for the week with a bunch of friends. He's living in Spring, Spring Lake. Let me just say, it is so different having a conversation with a mature man who has his shit together. Intellectual conversation. Once he said his age, though, I got a bit self-conscious because I'm like, damn, I just walked across my graduation stage barely two months ago, and this man has been in the real world away from home for four more years or so than I have. But I interrupted those thoughts, and I was like, please, like, I started my own business at 18. I just launched an app the other week. I interned with the NFL. I have five other side hustles going on. I'm an impressive young woman, so I tapped back into my confident, sarcastic, flirty self again. And I made a comment at one point where he was trying to say my name. A lot of people say Kara. It's Kara. Like, a lot of guys, like... <laughs> Half don't hear the difference, Kara versus Kara. I can't even say it. Like, people call me Kara. Like, you wouldn't call me Care. I never really started correcting people on it, which is my fault. Like, my close friends and my friend group call me Kara, but, like, other grades or people that didn't grow up with me, they say Kara. Actually, people probably do say Care, but I've just never corrected it. I don't love it, though. But anyway, so he keeps saying Kara, and I replied with, you're going to have to figure it out because I can't have my boyfriend pronouncing my name wrong. Don't remember what he replied to that. I think he just, like, laughed. But then later on, he made a comment like, well, if you're going to be my girlfriend, then... And then I don't even remember how he finished it. But I'm glad we could match each other's energy there. Timeline, again, is messy here. But 
After an hour or two of talking, I had to go to the bathroom, and I was nervous to leave because he didn't ask for my number yet. And I feel like when you say you're going to the bathroom, like the restroom, it's just like a tell sometimes. It's either an excuse you're trying to escape, or that's a good time for him to run if he wasn't vibing. But I had to pee, so I go upstairs. The line is 30 minutes. I'm texting my friends to keep an eye on this man and text me if a new girl swoops him up because he's hot. He's not going to be flying solo out here for long. And I get a text a little bit later that a girl went up to him. They're talking and I better hurry. So I run out of there. I head back down, head back to my original spot at the bar that I was just standing at. And he comes right back over. Thank gosh. Tells me he's heading to Osprey next, which is where we were going. Asks for my number. He leaves. And then my friends and I are going shortly after. Now, the thing with Osprey is that that is my fiance's Friday night spot. So in my head, it briefly crossed my mind if I'm going to see him there. But I haven't heard from him. He knows I'm down the shore. He's seen my stories, but I'm not reaching out. And like clockwork, that man, my fiance, he texts me and it goes through as soon as I step in the Osprey doors. He sent me a video he took of us like taking a shot there the other week. And I didn't respond yet because, like, well, I did come to see this new guy. So I see the new guy. We briefly say hi, but he's in a giant group with his friends. We're all very hot as well. And I went to go hang out with mine. So we just went separate ways. And 45 minutes or so go by. And I go to do a lap around to find this man's again. And I see him in the other room talking to a girl. She's literally beautiful. She's so hot. They're both hot. I mean, it could fully be a friend, cousin, sister, but, you know, drunk mentality. I'm like, assumptions. All right, I'm on to the next person. So I decided to respond to my fiance. I said, cute. And then how I was like, oh, I'm just going to remake. Oh, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to remake that in a bit. So I take a video of me taking a shot in the spot we did. Service is terrible in there. So I don't know the order of my responses, but he also FaceTimes me at some point in the evening. While I'm dancing with my friends, the new man texts me and he goes, hey, are you still at Osprey? He wants to come find me. I meet him over at the bar again. We're talking. And I wish I remembered what I said, but I either made a comment about going to see another guy or he saw my phone because I'd been replying to my fiance. But he calls me out. And it was something along the lines of like, if you want to go around and talk to a bunch of different guys right now, go ahead. But I'm into you and I'm not here to play games. And he had been touching me, like, before, but he started to pull back and step away while he was saying that. So I was like, oh, shoot. I was, like, shocked. And I made that comment as almost as a dig because he was the one that went MIA and basically told me to come meet him here. But I saw him with another girl. Again, no idea who this girl is, but drunk assumptions never go well. Him calling me out, though, was so attractive and honestly mature to be so straightforward and to the point. Like, no games, I'm into you, take it or leave it. I love that vibe. So I'm like, cool, I respect that, I'm on board with that. Love being put in my place in a respectful way. Which is actually, okay, wait, side note. So a week or two ago, I was at Brady's, and one of the bouncers hates me. I get along with everybody that works there, but one of these bouncers. And I brought my sister there, it was her 21st birthday, and I'm introducing them, and he's loving my sister. And he's like, your sister hates me. He's like, talking to my sister, he's like, Kara doesn't like me. Like, pretty girls never like being told what to do. I mean, thank you for, like, calling me pretty, but, all right, please. Like, you could put me in my place. I get it. You're doing your job, but, like, I actually don't mind being put in my place, sir. Thank you. You're just a dick when you do it. If you're respectful, then fair. But anyways, okay, so 
this man and I, we continue talking. One thing leads to another. He invites me to come over to his place. And I did because, once again, I just didn't learn any lessons from the week prior, I guess. And I didn't expect to hear from him again, but surprisingly, he reaches out on Monday and says, like, it was really good to meet you. We should hang out in the city sometime. And me being my flirty, bold self, I go with, I'm going to be traveling for a bit, but if you can survive without me until mid-August, then let's. And he replies, like, I will try to, he was like, oh, I'll, I will try to survive while you're living your best life. And then I just left it at that, but I'm glad he got my energy there. I'm about to pop off on vacation, though. Beautiful trip to Antigua. So fair warning now that there will be thirst traps all over. I had a really good time with him, though, but the aftermath of my internal battle with myself and my self-worth was a lot. Thank gosh none of this was in front of him. He has no idea. But this is going to be a very vulnerable topic, and I haven't talked this through with my therapist, so I'm going to wait on speaking on it until I do so because I want to dig deep and figure out as well why I react in a certain way. But since this podcast is navigating life in my 20s, I think casual hookups are an important topic. I'm just not sure I'm ready to yet to talk about it. And I want to be able to do it to the best of my ability, like not half-ass. So as someone who is typically not into casual hookups and just against them for myself, I was struggling the next day. So I do want to talk about, you know, self-worth and my mindset going into those. But I'll be in the future. So in the meantime, though, let's finish my debrief here. Saturday, my friends leave in the morning, and then my other friend comes. We go to the beach for a bit. We do a collab with our other friends later <laughs> um, because I wanted her to have her first Parker debut. She's never been there. And I'm debriefing about this new man. We're all excited. I need someone older and mature. This is Saturday. I forget if I just said that. He's checking all the boxes so far. Like, definitely too soon to tell, but I'm like, guys, who was letting me get caught up on these other dudes like, literally no one. No one was encouraging those. Like, okay, yeah, valid. But now that I'm on the other side and I can finally see what they've been telling me, it's just hard to follow your own advice sometimes. But once you finally say enough and step back from the games and the inconsistency, you start attracting attracting more emotionally mature and healed partners. Okay, wait, pause. I also started vaping this weekend. I, I'm all over the place here, but so random. I was on Friday and then someone had one Saturday. So I was using that for a bit. I never vape. So I have no idea why I was in the mood for one this past weekend. We're going to leave the vaping habits though at the Jersey Shore because I have a very addictive personality and I don't want to get stuck on that. I don't have the money for that either. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Back to weekend. So we go to Parker house and then we went back to our friend's house. We had some downtime, some random deep conversations, <laughs> but it was fun, but they wanted to go out after. And like I've been saying, my timeline is messy when I'm drinking, but I'd say we were there for like an hour and I wasn't drinking or anything, just talking and hanging, but our friends wanted to go to Leggett's. And once we got to the place, my friend looked at me like who like was staying with me. And she's like, do you actually want to go or like want to just go home? <laughs> and I was like, Thank God we are the same person because I was not trying to go back out after sitting and hanging for an hour. It was a quick, if it was a quick turnaround, fine. Like I can do those, but I was starting to settle down. So we just got pizza, went home, wasn't hungover in the morning. That was a win. And then I was up and at him at like 7am to clean and pick up my friends to drive home. And now we get to the tea. So 
Well, for one, I wasn't hungover, but I had crazy anxiety the next morning and my heart was going so fast. It was actually horrible. And for truly no reason, like the night before was successful, no problems there. Weekend as a whole went well for the most part. Sunday was a lot of full circle moments, a lot of aha moments. I guess because Sunday I finally have time to decompress, process new information, things that went down and just can do some self-reflection. So there's a one particular negative situation, I would say, that occurred recently with the boy that I want to talk through with you guys soon as a nice teaching moment, a lesson on on what not to do. But I'm trying to be vague here until the dust settles more, even though it's my podcast. I could say whatever the heck I want, but there could be some new developments, so I'll hit pause. But I basically got confirmation that my gut has been right. If we want to call this conversation, something I heard, something I saw, it doesn't matter. But it was basically a sign for me confirming that I'm on the right track, I did the right thing, and I needed to jump ship when I did, let's say. I dodged a bullet is a better way of putting it. I've always had a nagging negative energy with someone that I'd often justify or ignore, but I got confirmation this weekend that I had been right all along, and it was such a relief. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just like, I felt lighter. (laughs) Like, this was not a good thing to be right about at all, but I felt better knowing that, you know, my gut instinct was correct. And knowing that it could have easily still been me wrapped up into this mess, but I followed my gut in pulling myself and my energy out a long time ago. I don't know. It was a good aha moment to recognize that, you know, I had the correct gut feeling. I saw through everything. And again, this is vague. People are probably like, what in the world is she getting at? But I'm setting the tone for a future episode related and it might even be with my therapist. So lucky you guys. I already brought it up to my therapist. She's like, oh, I'd love to be on. But there's a future episode of fully about guys, my experiences, and giving you guys advice from a Q&A as well. If you guys have any more questions, you can always DM me them. I've been putting that on my story for weeks. So there are a ton. But a lot of self-growth within me lately. Some exciting stuff. Okay, we have to switch gears though into canceling men. So here we go. My fiance, man, he was so close. I thought we had a good one here. He seems all right on paper. Sunday evening, scrolling through Instagram, and I saw he posted. Keep in mind, he had two posts before. Last one was fully 2018. He is not an active Instagrammer. He has little to no social media presence because of his occupation, basically. And he posts a slide, and the last picture is fully in a photo booth with a girl, and one of the pictures is of them kissing. But the kicker here is that he put black rectangles across her eyes. So her identity is kind of hidden. I was flabbergasted, but it was laughable because, like, who the heck is this woman? There's really just, like, no right way to justify it or talk through it because it's so sus and out of pocket. You either... Fully just posted a random girl you met, some Jersey Shore love story of one night, hopped in the photo booth, you know, kissed, and decided it would be funny to post, which honestly does seem like something he would do because of his, like, don't give a fuck, spontaneous energy. This is me and some random girl. Like, let me just show the world. I don't know. But on the other hand, you also could have a girl you've been seeing, ex-girlfriend, someone else is in the picture, and you were just being shady with me. 
because why are you FaceTiming me reaching out Friday and posting kissing pics Sunday? It wouldn't be the first or second time a man was sweet-talking me while they were entertaining their ex, but both options have him canceled. Like, that's weird, very bizarre. It could have easily had been me, and I would not have been cool with that. Like, a man I just met posting a kissing pic of us, even if my eyes were closed. Like, I mean, covered in the other photos. So, whatever that was, I am putting the squash on that. That is the end of my fiancé and our Jersey Shore love story. He's being demoted now, like his nickname, because fiance's too much. He's going to be FBI man because that's his occupation. He's going to the FBI. I don't think I said that last time. But that's why he has no social media presence, you know, doing his shit because before he leaves for boot camp. But I mean, I haven't been reaching out, but when they, when he inevitably comes back, I will not be reciprocating the energy there. Like, why do you guys have to play so many games? Pull it together. It's pathetic here. Like, Mature. I mean, thinking about thinking back on it now, though, I'm wondering if he saw me with the new man at the bar or, like, if he saw me get in the car with him, like, if he was online because Osprey is his Friday night spot and he could have, like, spotted that going down and been like, fuck this girl. But, I mean, that's on him. Like, you snooze, you lose. I would have I would have saw him if this new guy hadn't moved in quicker, but whatever. He's a player. He needs validation. Don't hit, hit up my phone looking for me on a Friday and then post kissing pictures Sunday. We're not doing that. Thank you. Next. I'm like being fake mad here. Just a little bit delusional because I mean, this guy and I weren't actually anything like saw him twice and they, we had been texting, but I did speak highly of him. So this is just a tell on his character. Dusting myself off though. I'm going on vacation next week anyways for 10 days. I think I'm going to peak, actually, like peak of my life. All my favorite people there, and it's going to be an amazing trip. I might end up at the Jersey Shore or the city this weekend. I have no idea. It's going to be a game time decision. Part of me, like, says, like, keep it more low-key, prepare for my trip, get some good workouts in, and grind, but the other half is, like, it's your say yes summer, like, one last good Jersey Shore weekend. Because August is going to be crazy month. Like, I don't know if I'm actually going to be going back down the shore. But how many more times can I go and fall in love? <laughs> like, this is, this is a lot. I haven't taken any of my advice. So we'll see. Make sure you're following me on socials, though, to stay tuned on that. There was a lot I bit my tongue on, though, this episode. So I have a lot more to share in the ones to come. Let me just have a good therapy sesh first next week so I can have a clearer head. I've got to update my therapist too on all these new and old characters. She's definitely going to lecture me on being reckless this weekend once again, but all in all, be careful going home with random men. Never fall in love at the Jersey Shore, and thank you guys for listening to Voice Memos. I will talk to you soon.